0: Welcome to Rama for Today Radio.
1: I, I was never satisfied the way some people deal with folks who come to be saved. I, I know a lot of times in, in praying and dealing with folks who come to be saved, we just sort of leave them in the dark, so to speak. Sometimes people tell folks, well, keep on praying. The Lord will save you after a while. But you know, friends, there's more to being saved than just praying. If one prays apart from the Word of God, he will not get anywhere. I've seen so many people come to the altars who were as earnest and sincere as they could be and yet they went away unsaved.
0: You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Today we continue the series Right and Wrong Thinking by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful timeless teaching. Also later in today's program I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now Here's Kenneth E. Hagin's message.
1: Now, if one preaches the experience side entirely, he will have people seeking for experiences apart from the Word of God. And uh, that which the Lord has legally purchased, wrought, and provided for us becomes our experimentally, ours experimentally, by our believing the Word of God in our hearts and confessing with our mouth that it is true and that it is ours. Now, I want you to notice... That in salvation, Paul in his writings to the saints, to the Christians at Rome said, the word of faith which we preach. Now you see, uh, this cannot be seen in the Old Testament because those people did not have the experience that we have. They did not even see concerning what they had prophesied about. The Bible said they desired to look into them. Uh, We cannot see it in the four Gospels Because what Jesus came to bring was not actually available then. He did forgive sins while he was on the earth, but we have more than forgiveness of sins. We are made new creatures. All that he promised, of course, when he was here on the earth, and all that the Old Testament prophets had prophesied about, did become available unto us after Jesus died, after he was raised from the dead, and ascended on high and sat down at the right hand of the Father. The new covenant, the New Testament, was not in force until the high priesthood of the new covenant, the New Testament, began to function. Jesus is the high priest of the New Testament. Now, it's difficult for people to see some things, because they have thought, and you see we're talking about right and wrong thinking, that these things were in force while Jesus was here on the earth. But they were not in force. For instance, Jesus had power to forgive sins, but as I said, we have more than just forgiveness of sins. People in the Old Testament had their sins forgiven, but we have more than just forgiveness of sins. We have become new creatures in Christ Jesus. We are born again. Now, if a person, after he's born again, if he does sin, then it said if they confess, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. He is not born again, again. Man cannot be born again but once, but he can forgive, be forgiven of his sins many times. Thank God for that. Now here in Hebrews, you know, the, the word of God says in the 10th chapter of Hebrews, 23rd verse, let us hold fast the profession, the margin says, the confession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Now here are two different verses in Hebrews that tell us to hold fast the confession of our faith. One of them, is Hebrews 4.14 and the other Hebrews 10.23. It is absolutely necessary that we hold fast to affirming what we believe. It is necessary for us to hold fast to a truth that we have embraced. Then again, we go back here to Romans, the 10th chapter, the ninth and 10th verses, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God is raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved, for with the heart man believeth unto salvation. Now, uh, the the, uh, people, these people, these very ones he's talking about, heard the word of God preached. It straightened out their thinking and showed them that they were lost, that they were sinners, that they could not save themselves, that they could not make themselves righteous, that they could not redeem themselves, but that God sent his son to this world and condemned sin in the flesh. God made salvation available to us through Christ, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved except the name of Jesus. So the sinner simply says to God, Dear God, I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. I know according to your word that I cannot make myself righteous, but I thank you because you love me and sent the Lord Jesus to die for me. And through his righteousness, redemption is made available unto me. I believe that he died for my sins according to the Scripture." I believe that he was raised from the dead and is my justification. I confess him now and take him as my Savior. I confess him as my Lord. Now, that is thinking in line with the word and believing what the Bible says. And confessing it creates a reality of salvation in the human spirit. I I was never satisfied the way some people deal with folks who come to be saved. I, I know a lot of times. In, in praying and in dealing with folks who come to be saved, we just sort of leave them in the dark, so to speak. Sometimes people tell folks, Well, keep on praying, the Lord will save you after a while. But you know, friends, there's more to being saved than just praying. If one prays apart from the Word of God, he will not get anywhere. I've seen so many people come to the altars who were as earnest and sincere as they could be, and yet they went away unsaved. I was greatly disturbed about this. I asked, Lord Jesus, what's the matter? Those that do come to the altar, sometimes only half of them are being saved. Now, I'm sure these that that, uh, didn't seem to be saved are, are just as sincere or they wouldn't have come. I know there's nothing wrong with you because you never change. Now, someone suggested there are those that met the conditions and the others did not. But sometimes that's a little too vague. We need to analyze the situation and see why they did not meet the conditions. Did they know what the conditions were? were they rightly instructed. And so, as I waited before the Lord, He showed me that many times we were not dealing right with the sinner. And then He told me how to deal with him. And so from that day to this, I have never dealt with a sinner who responded to an altar call and came forward to me, say, without his being saved. Not a single one. Sometimes we have a little trouble with some of the backsliders. But I say that every sinner with whom I have dealt has been saved. I've had pastors tell me three or four years after I held a revival in their churches that they never had a single one of my converts to backslide. You see, friends, it makes a great deal of difference as to the basis on which they're brought in. If a sinner's thinking is straightened out uh, to begin with, his believing made right and his confession made right, then it will be much easier for him to stay put, so to speak. If he comes in on the wrong basis, then the devil takes advantage of what he doesn't know. And he becomes defeated and robbed of that which God has actually done for him. Of course, if he has been taught the word to hold fast to his confession of faith. Naturally, the devil will camouflage the situation, try to make him feel he's not saved. And because of little mistakes he makes, the devil will tell him, well, you're done for now. You might as well give up and quit. But you see, when he's been taught right, he'll hold fast to his confession that he is saved. When it comes to healing, the same thing's true. Remember... That confession is Satan's defeat. Actually, the verse in Hebrews 4:14 4, said, "Seeing then that we have a great High Priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession." I looked this Greek word translated confession up in the Greek concordance, and one translation it reads that uh, our one meaning of it is, "Let us hold fast to saying the same thing." Now, what does that mean? Well, we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. He's there representing us to the Father. He says, I died for them. I took their sins. I redeemed them. I became sin for their sin, that they might become the righteousness of God in me. I took their infirmities and bore their sicknesses. I delivered them from the authority of darkness. I recreated them, making them new creatures. That's what he's saying. Uh, And so... Uh, the Greek translation says, let us hold fast to saying the same thing. Now, that's our confession. Your confession will either imprison you or set you free. Confession is the result of our believing, and our believing is the result of our right thinking or our wrong thinking. Now, first, it's necessary that we know what God has wrought for us in Christ and that we believe it and confess it. It is our confession of it that creates the reality of it in our lives, that causes it to become real in our lives. And then second, it's necessary for us to know what God, through the Word and through the Holy Spirit, has wrought in us in the new birth and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And then third, it's necessary for us to know what the Lord Jesus Christ is doing for us now in His present-day ministry at the right hand of God the Father in heaven. And then fourth, it's necessary for us to know what the Word of God will do for us through our lips, or what God can do through us. Now Philippians, the second chapter, the 13th verse said, For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. God works in us. God works through us. God does not work apart from us. We need to realize that and know that. God gave the church the authority and the commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. God's plan is to operate through us. The Holy Spirit has been sent uh, to be our helper, and the Holy Spirit is our helper. The Holy Spirit does not do the work. This thought is another in which our thinking has been wrong. I'm referring to the value of right thinking. Some people said, let the Holy Spirit do it. Let the Holy Ghost do it. Has been the cry uh, of many. The Holy Ghost was not sent to do it. The Greek word, translated comforter in the King James translation, is also translated helper. You know, another translation said, I will not leave thee helpless. I will come to you. I will send you another helper. And so the Greek word paraclete, that's translated comforter, means one called alongside to help. God did not send the Holy Ghost to us to do the job he sent him to help us do the job.
0: You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the book by Kenneth E. Hagan, Right and Wrong Thinking, plus the three CD series by Ken Hagan, Victory, God's Plan for You. Both powerful resources are just $19.95. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay.
2: You know, we got a lot of stuff coming up in June, huh? Hon.
1: Yes, honey. This week, Amplify yeah, starts. Th- this coming is,
2: weekend. Yes, June 6th through the 9th. Yes. It is a great, it's a um, music, a
1: worship, and technology conference. Right. Uh, technology on sound, on lighting. Cameras. Um, yes.
2: All kinds, all kinds anything of Anything that you would need. Inside of the inside of the church. Yes. Plus, and, we're having concerts at night. Right. And then you got the you got the worship where all the worship leaders come in. So what you can do, you can bring in all of your people that are involved in sound and lighting and and all of that sort of yes. stuff. And then the people that are involved with leading worship. It it, it is a tremendous conference. Uh, we had it last year, and I don't know how many oh, of the reports amazing. we got from pastors that said, "Man, my people came back." With some great hey. new ideas. And uh, a lot of times when you see sets, you think it's expensive. If you come here to the tech conference, you'll find out they're not as expensive as you think they are. You'll be surprised what some of that stuff is up there with lights behind it. It's not expensive no. stuff. I know. I walked in, I'll just do this one illustration. I walked in our church one day and I said, man, that really looks good. How much did that cost? And they said, <laughs> Hardly nothing. That's bubble wrap with lights behind it. So, you know, it's just, uh, there's a lot of ways. So come on out. You can go on the web and you can sign up for that.
0: Call today to get this month's special victory package, which includes the book by Kenneth E. Hagan, Right and Wrong Thinking, plus the three CD series by Ken Hagan, Victory, God's Plan for You both powerful resources are just nineteen ninety-five. the number to call is 1-888-FAITH-99 that's toll free 1-888-FAITH-99 tomorrow on Rama for Today we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan Right and Wrong Thinking thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan